Hey, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the Nintendo Power Retrospective podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me as Ivan. Hello. And we're here to tear, grip, and roar into the March 1997 episode issue of Nintendo Power. I'll eventually differentiate those two, maybe. <laughs> That's right. We will be talking about Tuvok from Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> Captain, you uh, fucked up the transporter once again. Instead of merging with Neelix now, however, I am now in Earth's Cretaceous period. Or we could be talking about Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, with a 12-page oh, yes. feature. Yes, the arsenal. Yes, 12 pages of mayhem. And we have got a dinosaur, uh, I'm assuming T-Rex. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of hard to tell. It's a gigantic head that's kind of, I mean, it. it I know it's a an animation but it looks like it's photoshopped anyway i swear like the head is just totally mismatched with the size of the body yeah and the the body is blurry like he's got like tiny arms which like i guess he's trying to imitate a bumblebee because his tiny arms appear to be flapping (laughs) and they gotta do something and this dinosaur talk about a pubic region I mean, he is, yeah. he's, but there's no shaft, so you'd think, so maybe he's like wearing a dino speedo? My theory is that it's either a pregnant T-Rex, or this one's got a gigantic hernia. Yeah, I'm going to go with the hernia, because a pregnant, anything pregnant would seem, you know, round. This is like a bulge. Well, you know, they, they had different uteruses back then, right? And <laughs> they had oblong uteruses. That's right, with a triangular cloaca for the egg to come out of. Oh, uh, yes, and then we got Turok shooting what appears to be a, a plasma bow. <laughs> That's right. Straight out di- of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, how is this dinosaur still standing after being shot in the neck with a, an exploding nebula? Well, you know, I think we're we're witnessing the moment of death right there. He, he's got his death snarl going on. <laughs> That's why he's got that face. Like, what the fuck did I do to you, man? Like, I didn't even want to have lunch. I was full. Uh, and uh, among other things, we have survival tactics. Mario Kart 64 speed zone. And K.I. Gold, killer to something, because the rest of it is covered with the remains of a subscription label. Before we move off this cover, though, I gotta ask, speaking of uh, pubic regions, check out my man there with the blue schlong. Yeah, why is he wearing, like, is is he wearing, like, like crotchless chaps? Either that, or he's got the biggest member... But the worst case of blue balls in history. <laughs> I, he's got like blue dick. It, it, I don't know what they were going for there, but I swear it. It look. It goes all the way down to his mid thigh, for all the world looking like a shaft. That's it, why it's, it's tight. That's why it's head. tied off, just so <laughs> that it won't like. Just so that if he gets hard, it'll stop at the leg and not like paralyze him at the kneecap. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's his uh, melee weapon when he runs out of plasma arrows. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, he's got this. Le- he's got like this male stripper situation going on. <laughs> he's got jeans, jeans, with, denim jeans with a leather belt, and then he's got hide strapped to his legs. He's something else, that's for sure. Yeah, but he's like, as long as I've got that weekend warrior headband going on, <laughs> I, I can just say it's a Rambo look and and, and, I'll, and I'll rock it. I've got the abs to carry it. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. So anyway. now on the inside cover, we have what appears to be a deleted scene from, uh, what was that Ed Norton movie about the psychopaths? <laughs> I, I don't know. I remember the name of it, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Notorious X or something? Oh, American yeah. Psycho X? Yeah, it's escaping me, but I, I, you're absolutely right. You got this pretty boy teenager looking over his left shoulder driving a car, and then you got the, the creepy bald guy in the passenger seat. American History X. Yeah, there you go. So they're yeah. looking over at uh, advertisement for Mario Kart. Yeah, I was expecting to see a cop pulling them over in the other one, but they just got this look on their face like, all right, who's the unlucky cop that is going? That is not going to be going home tonight? <laughs> I swear, his, his uncle looks like a combination of Red Foreman from that 70s show. That's it, yes, absolutely. I was trying to think of who that guy reminded me of, and, 100%. And Hugo Weaving. Mm-hmm. Yes. You absolutely. forgot to use your turn signal, Mr. Anderson. One demerit. What good is a turn signal if you have no hands to activate it? <laughs> what good is a turn signal if you're going nowhere? Yeah, that was a fucked up scene. Just the image of him with the fleshy mouth. Ugh. <laughs> the, uh, idea, the idea of having a little button, you know, robot spider burrowing its way into your belly button. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. There was a, a lot of talk about... I love the fan theories that people thought like Joe Pantoliano was the uh, the actual one from the movie. Like he was the one, but he was like a corrupted one instead of like the uh, the good the noble one like Neil was. Huh. And and they came up with that theory because he's uh, he's meeting with the machines, but he doesn't have a handler. Like the the way they run the Matrix, at least the Rebels, is that there's always someone watching you in the real world ready to uh give you an overlay of where the nearest phones are so you can uh, get an exit and they need to monitor your life signs and such so he's meeting with the machines and yet nobody is you know nobody in the real world is watching this because he's making plans to betray everybody right so that's alert (laughs) yeah that's why people think like he was actually the one from the movie because he was able to enter and leave the matrix on his own an interesting theory. Oh, 
Anyway, so, moving on. What they won't teach you in driving school. We got Mario power sliding and Bowser's just like, turn signal, fucker. Yeah, the same uh, same graphic from last month. Where Bowser and Donkey Kong are looking at each other like, yeah, we got these beers here. Yeah. Time to go pick up douche. some princesses. They got the douche bro look going on. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just us big motherfuckers just hanging out, crushing cans and crushing pussy. Yeah. Yeah, you grab Daisy. I got Peach. And Wario's just like, hey, I hate Mario. Can I join you guys? Fuck you. You'll look like him too much. I still can't get over that look on Mario's face. You're you're used to thinking of Mario as, uh, it's me. I'm a happy-go-lucky paisano. Yeah. And he's just got the nastiest expression on his face. Yeah, like, he's... Get the fuck out of my way. I'm going <laughs> to run you over. Yeah. I'm going to do a hundred on the freeway, so get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, he, he ain't playing around. Uh, and then we got the, the next page with him like giving a nice thumbs up where, you know, if he was a real New Yorker, he'd have a different digit up in the air. <laughs> And then we got the uh, the one I was uh, referring to. I skipped ahead too much. We got Mario cutting in front of Bowser. And Bowser's just like, use your hand signals, asshole. Wow. That, that, that looks like it's ripped out of something that was preceding the Super Nintendo. That is awful. <laughs> the graphics on that just, ugh. I didn't have a Nintendo 64. Please tell me it looked better than that. <laughs> Oh, the, the Nintendo 64 was from the Dorito generation. I guarantee it looked worse. Ugh. So then we got the cover, the inside, uh, the index, with Turok Dinosaur Hunter clawing out an existence in the shadows of vicious Bionosaurs. That's what they're called? Bionosaurs. <laughs> is nearly impossible in Turok's lost land, but this month we've got the coverage you'll need to ensure you're the hunter, not the hunted. And, I, I uh, like the I like the the image of Turok uh, backlit by the sun, just a shadow standing there with his holding up his bow like He Man. Yeah, I have the plasma power, <laughs> <laughs> and I say hey, 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 hey. Oh, yeah. And then on the other side, we've got a table of contents, which is fairly well lit for background colors and a legible font. Yeah, it's, which I got to give them credit. I mean, they they worked hard to overload you with orange and yellow and red. The Nintendo standard. The Nintendo standard for sure. But you're absolutely right. You can actually read pretty much everything there. So good on you, Nintendo Power. We're going to be having the 96 Power Award nominations. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be weird having the nominees without the boys, but we'll yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we'll drag them on for a little feature. Who knows? <laughs> and Doom 64. Wow. It looks like orange is the standard unless you're porting a game and then it's purple. <laughs> nice uh, spooky feel to it there. And of course, Mario Kart 64. Push past, push the performance envelope in time trial mode. Snag the latest tips and strategies. 
And then we got Princess Peach looking like she's, uh, I don't know, applying, like, powder foundation or something. I can't even tell that that's Princess Peach, man. I, I mean, that looks like a cannoli on wheels. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, you know what? It's probably Hipster Peach, and she's vaping. <laughs> oh. And then we got a, uh, at the very bottom of the page, we have a Triceratops imitating the uh, the dewback scene from Star Wars when the, when the uh, stormtroopers are analyzing the wreckage. From C-3PO's escape craft? Yeah. I, I was thinking more like, I've heard of camel jockeys, but this is taking it to a whole nother level. <laughs> Got a rider right on his back. Desert scene, although he looks like he's aiming straight at some lava. <laughs> well, you know, the desert lava. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you, like you see. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. so let's get to the player's pulse. What? Yes. No worst dress game character category? This month, we announced the nominees for the 1996 Nintendo Power Awards. Send us your winning suggestions on new categories you'd like to see for next year's awards. And wow, right off the bat, from Karen McKenna from Ariel, New Jersey, we have some envelope art for Final Fantasy III, and goddamn, this looks great. Yeah, she absolutely did a good job. You'll have to walk me through the characters, but you got a blonde in the top that's left a, corner. That's Celeste. Celeste, okay. Nice orange outfit. Got a lady in with green hair and a red Leia slave girl outfit. Yeah, that's Tara. Tara. And then, for some odd reason, you got a biker chick in the bottom. That's a dude. A blue denim jacket. That's a, that's a dude. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's a treasure this person apparent this person knew how to draw one face pretty lady <laughs> well yeah, that's the anime that's the anime style so yeah. Yeah, that's Locke. He's a thief, but uh he'll break your face if you call him that, so he goes mm. by treasure hunter okay, a treasure hunter it is i I like the drawing in the upper left hand corner by Brian <laughs> Borth from Shawnee, Oklahoma. You got a Koopa holding a old rotary phone saying yes officer it was a fat man in purple overalls who stole my cart nice because we don't see koopa and we don't see the koopa troop the koopa trooper in mario 64 apparently it was uh he's been his driving style has been replaced by wario so <laughs> this was a great uh this was a great dig <laughs> i fucking love that yeah well done uh so, lead us with how old games never die. So, from Matthew Collins Jr. via the internet, what do you think you're doing? What's with the limited edition covers? I'll tell you this, you won't see me running to the closest store and buying three more issues that I already own, just to have the covers pieced together. And about the concern you have of retiring games after a certain amount of time, I have a great idea. After 12 months, the games could be placed in a Hall of Fame. Then you could have a section just for oldie but goodie video games. And they respond with, actually, in 1995, beginning with issue 68, we added the Hall of Fame to the power charts to recognize the classic chart toppers. We didn't retire the Hall of Famers, so this would be could be the fair solution to keeping the charts fresh. Pay attention, dipshit. 
Uh, and then we have small creature features. I recently saw a commercial for a Sony PlayStation. I like how it's two Ooh. words. Or game called Bandicoot Boy or something of that <laughs> nature. Why does Sony and the Hedgehog Company, no need to state the name of the company that the Hedgehog belongs to, why do they think that mentioning Sega is going to have their, their, their letter removed? Yeah, say their name three times and it'll cut into Nintendo's market share, another 2%. <laughs> Uh, why do they insist on having small mammals as video game heroes and heroines? Do they just appeal to their type of gamers? Is he suggesting that like Sony and Sega fanboys were furries? <laughs> well, you know, is, is he yeah. is he kink shaming people? If the Sally just, fits, where? <laughs> do they just appeal to their type of gamers? This is a topic that would take a special agent from the FBI months to figure out. I also noticed that the second Hedgehog game stars a two-tailed fox who can hover above the ground similar to Dixie Kong's helicopter spin move. That gets me thinking, did the Hedgehog company send a buff elite team of commandos to steal an early demo of DKC2 to use its ingenious <laughs> ideas in its evil games? <laughs> By Samuel Coistra from Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> this I like is, it. <laughs> that was a good letter. <laughs> to which they reply, very suspicious. We're sending in Scully and Mulder to investigate your commando and small mammal conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> oh, boy. So moving on to top ten, a top ten list. Are you ready, Mike? Indeed. Perfect ten. Top ten signs you've been playing Super Mario RPG too long. You take credit for its inception and then brag about it on your podcast? <laughs> yeah, what kind of loser would do that? <laughs> Ten, you eat maple syrup on your mushrooms for lunch. Nine, you call your dog Bowser. And your fifth, fish, Jonathan Jones. Eight, you tried to grow a beanstalk tall enough to climb into the clouds. Seven, a guy in a purple outfit throwing bombs at you haunts your dreams. <laughs> Six, you expect to get cookies when you win at a track meet. Well, five, you named your doll Gino. Four, you search under your bed for a dry bones flag. Three, you demand the removal of all the Mexican factories in the U.S. <laughs> Two, when you find a mole hole, you expect to see a minecart nearby and a Mexican drug lord. One, you keep all the shiny stones you find in case you run into a sealed door. <laughs> nice. From Aaron Husson, New Bern, North Carolina. So, Mike, uh, tell us what we can't beat. Uh, you can't beat this. I'm writing to comment on the durability of the Super NES. My brother, eight years of age, has been trying to destroy my system every time he gets mad. One day he got mad at me and took my Super NES to the back porch and hurled it down 20 feet to its doom. It hit oh, the ground and shit. didn't... <laughs> Fuck, I'd throw him down the stairs after it. That's right. I hit the ground and didn't... Ha I, it hit the ground and didn't have a scratch on it. And then he threw it on the ground. <laughs> I then plugged it back in, and it still had a good picture in control. Since then, my friends came over and accidentally dropped a 12-inch sc screen TV on it. Oh, you mean a tablet? <laughs> yeah, I'll give them a break. This was the mid-90s. 
That was a reasonable sized TV at that time. The TV broke a hole in the system. The system still works. The reset button just gets stuck a little bit. I've had my Super NES for three wonderful years and I'm now the proud owner of an N64. Did Nintendo make this system to withstand brutal punishment or did I get lucky? From Chris Laidwig via the internet. To which they reply, You certainly weren't lucky to have your Super NES so brutally punished, but yes, this durable system was was built to withstand your aggressive game playing. And while the Super NES was designed to be tough inside and out, we wouldn't recommend using it as a dodgeball or a doorstop. Yeah. And before we leave this page, we have got more great art from Kelly mm-hmm. Grinner from Elizabethton, Tennessee. We've got all the Koopa kids huddled together for a group photo. And it looks freaking great. It's oh, uh, done in pencil. It's like a pencil crayon, almost a Yoshi's Island uh, crayon yeah. style. Yeah, absolutely. If the Koopas were in Yoshi's Island, it's that style, but very bright colors. Very pretty. I personally like, though, the next one where you've got some sort of gigantic eel chasing Mario through the water. Oh, yeah, that, that, that must have been a, uh, a level from one of the games where you're chased by a big snake. Snake! Yeah. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> And then Tactics Ogre doing their, uh, what appears to be, the, guy, the guys from Tactics Ogre apparently posing for a uh, a Christian rock album cover. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is the front one like an Egyptian pharaoh or something? I mean, I didn't play this game. He, he's got the, the yellow necklace, you know, that jewelry on, nothing else on his upper body, which is pretty much all you can see, plus his head. Yeah, like an amulet neck cover thing. Right, right. He's got a little headdress on, or... We need to throw this on the taste test at one point. The game's got a reputation, but I've never played the damn things. Hmm. Could be, could be. All right, let's move on to the next page. And spread the word by from Ben Davis, Griffin, Georgia. Killer Instinct Gold is the best arcade translation ever created. I mean, the graphics are the same as the arcade, and the sound is amazing. It's amazing what a little time will do to a game, and this one took time to finish, but it was worth it. Spread the word of the N64's capabilities and try to make the commercials depict the realistic power of the system. Keep up the great work in leading the computer industry into the 21st century. And they had no response. I guess they figured <laughs> they they figured that the he had blown them enough and they were all spent. Yeah. King of the Kong games. I recently had an idea that any Donkey Kong fan will appreciate. There are now four main characters: Donkey, Diddy, Dixie, and Kitty in the three Donkey Kong Country games, right? And there's a four-pad control deck on the N64, right? Well, if you put four and four together, do you not get what could be the greatest Donkey Kong Country game for years to come? Think about it. You put the DKC characters in a game for the N64, add the other Kongs and the Bears and the Krems and the Animal Friends, and you got yourself one great game. You mean a Donkey Kong Country game? <laughs> I mean, I'm no great game designer, but it is a pretty good layout if I do say so myself. He, he's just saying, take the characters and put them in a game. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's not Mike, like he's... T- it's not like he's taking credit for an idea that Nintendo had. <laughs> oh, you fuck. Mike <laughs> Klein, North Ogden, Utica. Utica. Yeah, yeah, that might be Utah, but 
That was close. <laughs> <laughs> the great state of Utica. <laughs> All right, next one, Mr. Coinmaster. I have to admit that I had my doubts about the N64. I had a wad of cash burning a hole in my pocket and have always been a Nintendo faithful. To be brief, I came, I played, and was blown away. Fuck oh, the yeah. Control. And the controller fits like a glove. Keep up the nice work and keep it coming. And check out my scores from Super Mario 64. I beat your flabby game pros for coin totals on six levels by as much as ten coins. They can call me the Game Master. Ouch. No. They call me Mr. Coin Master. Man-camera. I, I, I thought that we were the first ones to be unfairly cruel about the looks of the game game pros. Apparently, Damien Hess from British Columbia beat us to the punch. They respond, our game pros are impressed with your playing skills. They're not too excited about your assumption that they're flabby. <laughs> Try this, Mr. Coinmaster, our svelte game pros challenged as they completed their 200th app crunch. <laughs> I think he struck a nerve, old Damien. See if you can get on top of the castle roof in Super Mario 64 without using the cannon. Aha. The gauntlet has been thrown. How would you send that in there? Because if you took a picture, you'd only be on top of the thing. You would have to send in like a cassette of you <laughs> like making a recording of you get of you climbing up the top. Yeah, a camcorder. Send it in with the hardware included. Uh, and then we've got for uh, some artwork, some quick artwork on the side, we've got Star Wars Shadows of the Empire with what appears to be one of the Bee Gees dressed up <laughs> in some in some anonymous space fighter, space galaxy fighter action pose with a laser uh, pistol. Uh, 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 laser light, laser light. Uh. Shadows of the Empire! By Robin uh, Hoogdahl of Amory, Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that artwork, I gotta say. But the next one's not too bad, from Fire Emblem. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> describe this guy. So you got a guy wearing a purple cape, a white outfit with yellow trim, black... A poofy. A white poofy outfit. Yes, a white poofy outfit so that you, uh, so apparently he doesn't want you to see whether or not he's got abs or any existence of genitalia, but he does have one hell of a smirk on his face, and he's standing over some lady in pink who's either sitting or kneeling or something in front of him. I'm not sure if they're supposed to be allies or if he's got a chain around her neck there. Yeah, yeah, it, I, it I could go either way that she's just sitting wistfully or she's been like chained up and she's like on her knees tied up in front of him. Yeah, that's why you can't see the hands. They're actually uh, handcuffed behind her back. Yeah, but if you look to her right, there appears to be like a flesh-colored slope. Now, uh, th this can't be her arm because if it is, there's no hand on the end of it. It's just a flipper. Well, maybe, maybe she's got her hands in, uh, maybe the dress has pockets. <laughs> That's my best guess. I, that I, doesn't explain the flipper on the side. 
Well, maybe he's a, a sorcerer and he's like, got her tethered to him. Uh, you, you better service me well tonight or you're yeah. losing the other arm too. Yeah, he's just like, maybe now you'll appreciate the aspects of a hand job. <laughs> maybe you'll learn to give one if you, when, if you uh, learn to appreciate your hands. Ugh. Of course, Are that might you, be an empty threat. If he if he follows through, he, he's uh he's getting no hand jobs anytime soon. Well, the first one is a warning, just so that like <laughs> she she works extra hard with the other hand. It's like, he's damn like, it, it, slow down! You're chafing me. <laughs> if you make up for it, you'll get your you'll get your hand back. Uh so. Oh, and at the bottom we have Alpha Two Street Fighter Alpha with Ken grabbing his weekend warrior headband and just staring at the camera staring at you like I fucking dare you to take it yeah Ken's got some sort of a skin condition though <laughs> either that or he's got a band-aid on his right cheek I'm assuming that he's going through his nelly face <laughs> it's getting hot in here so I'm taking off all my clothes starting with my headband that's right and apparently uh, Ken dies because he's got jet black eyebrows under his bright yellow hair. <laughs> Name uh, unknown. Wow. That's unusual. Wow. You usually got people taking credit for their artwork. Well, we know it's a Canadian because I see the stamp with the word Canada on it. And somebody mm. in a ski outfit on skis. Anyway, let's finish off the Player's Pulse letter. You want right. to read... I remember when. In volume 88, Ricker reader Nick Pagano wrote about how things had changed between the original NES and the N64. He said the NES games had rigid graphics and ugly sound effects. These are the games that shaped the Nintendo of today. Saying these games are rigid is saying you don't understand what Nintendo used to be about. Nintendo Power can show the changes if you take a look at issues like Volumes 1 through 20. They all had bright pages with colorful drawings that made Nintendo fun without just shoving bland information down your throat. But now there's no more artists to draw great pictures of the game heroes, just computer-generated pictures that have no life. It seems Nintendo Power has lost the originality that was alive in the late 80s and now has taken on the image of boring game magazines you find lined up in stores. In a way, I think Nick Pagano was right saying things have changed, but for now, I will keep my subscription and hope that Nintendo Power will remember why it became so popular. To which they say nothing, because he called them out. <laughs> That's by yeah. Chris Baginski from Flushings, New York. Flushings. Why, why would anyone name a town after a toilet effect? <laughs> Have you ever been to Flushing? No. That was my case. <laughs> I have. The Mets play there. Enough said. Oh, they did do a reply. They just spaced it with uh, with the power charts. They did reply. They said, we think the computer-generated images are as exciting as those used in our games. Fuck you. Computer, generation, <laughs> computer animation has come a long way. It still has more to go. And our illustrations try to reflect and support that trend. No, you're cheap fuckers. However, we love hand-drawn pictures, too. Well, you should use them. And we proudly display our readers' art in Player's Pulse, because it's the only place you're going to see it. But what do our other readers think? How do you feel about our use of computer-generated illustrations? We will only print the positive ones. Do we need more illustrations that aren't made by computers? Yes. <laughs> All right. I will finish this off. 
Polygons be gone. Amen, Roy Davis. The Nintendo 64 is truly a great machine and will outperform anything out there. I have a few gripes, though. I am getting tired of Super Mario 64 in the way you keep talking about it. These <laughs> polygon characters aren't very lifelike, and I could see they need improving. You could round the polygons in some way, because they've turned Mario into a blocky, polygon-looking figure. Don't think I dislike your games. I just think you could do better. They respond... Pretty lengthy response here. The advantage polygons have over the sprite characters you're used to seeing, Roy, is memory. A big part of 3D game, uh, of a 3D game like Super Mario 64 is the movement in and around objects. Polygon objects take up considerably less memory. So you can create truly vast worlds of polygon Dorito-looking shit figures. <laughs> and they're very lifelike, too. <laughs> right. Just like in real life, a polygonal environment allows you 360-degree movement in a 3D world. And just like you, a polygon has a fixed mass and takes up space, albeit in the computer world. These lifelike parameters always keep a polygon's movement within realistic standards. Incredibly low realistic standards, but still standards. 2D sprites, on the other hand, are more like cartoons because they're animated frame by frame and can be exaggerated. In the end, it's up to the game designer which animated method will be used, but chances are we'll see games that mix both styles. Yeah. As far as making a polygon rounder, take a look at the Mario Face greeting you open or you at the sorry, at the Mario Face greeting you in the opening of the game. It takes more memory, but it can be done. Then do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it if they did, all you'd have is a game with a demo screen that you can fuck around with a bit. Yeah. So anyway, before we move on, we should head back to the power charts. Well, we got one more thing on this page. On oh. a lark at NOA. Yes. Volume 87 Players Poll Contest winner Kevin Gager took to the skies with his choice of destinations featured in Pilot Wing 64. Migrating from his home in Peoria, Arizona, Kevin specifically set his sights on landing in Seattle so he could visit Nintendo of America in nearby Redmond. After getting a bird's eye view of Seattle from the Space Needle, Kevin shut shuttled to NOA for a whirlwind VIP tour. Here Kevin mingled with the creative flock at Nintendo Power to learn about to learn more about our magazine. Kevin also got a behind-the-scenes look at Nintendo, played infinite games. In other words, he's still there. <laughs> and swooped up at a very early sneak preview of Mario Kart 64. And here he is hanging out with uh, Mario pointing at his baby self and then Yoshi, Diddy, and Dixie looking stoned as fuck. Yes. They got some <laughs> fucking tough eyes. Oh, man. They've been hitting the green for sure. Oh, God. Dixie, she looks like like she's on drugs and looking at herself in a mirror, seeing a drugged up, distorted version of herself. Either that or Dixie and Diddy are merging, like multiple <laughs> man from the X-Men or something. It's like a, it's like a Bronson uh, Pierce Brosnan in the GoldenEye cover, yeah. where his gun is merging, with his hand is merging with his face, so he looks like he's got like a, an elongated <laughs> smile. That's right. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah, Fulgore's there, too. He's just so fucking dark along with everything else in here. It was hard to spot him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're right. Not the best lighting in that photo. Or in the one of uh, Kevin up above. 
No, it looked pretty. <laughs> oh wow, he looks like like the most basic description of a human. <laughs> like a face, ears, glasses over what maybe eyes, and a mouth. Yeah, I can't even see the glasses. All all I see is the the face with a couple of dots on it, tiny ears, a black nothing, two flesh-colored hands around that are apparently keeping the free-floating blue jeans up. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. he's naked down there. He's just holding those in front of him. He's like Rayman. He has just a head and like some legs with some like disembodied hands holding them up. <laughs> uh. Anyway. So, tell us about the power charts. So, for the Nintendo 64, we'll start with uh, five and go up. So at five, we got Cruisin' USA. Then Wave Race 64, Mario Kart 64, Shadows of the Empire, and of course, at number one, Super Mario 64. Mike, tell us about the Super NES. Uh, for number five, we got Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest. Number four, Tetris Attack. Number three, Super Mario RPG. Number two, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. And number one, Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. You know, it took all the way until whenever you guys covered Donkey Kong Country 2 to realize that it wasn't Diddy Kong's Quest. I, I'm, I'm sure I wasn't the only one that had that dyslexic issue there. I don't know why they they bothered naming it that. Nobody said it out loud, apparently. Because it was supposed to be like Conquest? No, yeah, yeah. No, I get the wordplay when apparently I didn't read the box close enough. <laughs> anyway, finishing it up with a Game Boy, and they've only got five, so we'll do the top five. Tetris, <laughs> Tetris Attack, Donkey Kong Land 2, Donkey Kong Land 1, and... On the top, of course, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. So, Mike, what do they have most wanted this month? Number five, the Game Boy Pocket. Number four, Mario Kart 64. Number three, Nintendo 64. And number two, the 64 Double Ds. Fuck yeah. And number one, the Legend of Zelda 64. Still don't have a name for it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... Let's move on to Torok, Dinosaur Hunter. My, what big teeth you have. Do you hunger for adventure? If so, then sink your chops into Torok, Dinosaur Hunter from Acclaim. He's dying in this this insert right here. (laughs) That's right. He he is visibly being disemboweled by a Velociraptor. But I, I gotta ask... When did he change, have time to change his pants? Because <laughs> he didn't change his pants. He just didn't have the. He just doesn't have the leathers on them yet. <laughs> he has to kill this dinosaur to skin him, and then he'll have the leathers for his chaps. Yeah, he got the the cock in the middle, except it's red this time with a bunch of folds in it. <laughs> you mean a sash? <laughs> or a sash? His, we can see his cock beside it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A veritable sword, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's about to go down, but he, he's got a big-ass knife in his left hand. He's taking this dinosaur with him. I love the fact that like he's got him by the throat. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like he's trying to choke this fucking dinosaur out. Yeah, but it's, and he's it, he's not appreciating the fact that he's got like regular human-sized hands against a <laughs> dino neck. That's right. Thick leathery skin, and his hand goes maybe a fifth of the way around the neck. But he's gonna choke that guy <laughs> <laughs> while getting his while getting his entire right side slashed slashed out. Yeah. Like, yeah, he doesn't have the greatest If he survives, he's dying from an infection. <laughs> Plus, he's getting his kneecap sliced with the uh, with the dew claw. Oh, oh man, I didn't notice that. Oh, you're right. Oh, uh, there's there's no way he's sewing this shit up. <laughs> Maybe it's for the best then. And he's about to go down. Uh. Anyway, we got a couple of screenshots. Uh, Two-armed Goro taking a swig of whiskey out of a bottle down at the bottom. I'm not sure what <laughs> level level four key has anything to do with it, but hey, it's their their screenshot. And uh, in the next one, he's apparently visiting a Stargate. <laughs> yeah, Stargate actually has some pretty good graphics there. And then we've got uh, a puzzle, which apparently you have to answer the question: What is triple eight plus triple eight plus triple eight? I'm missing it. It's above oh, the level four key. <laughs> That's right. For access to level two, the jungle. It's like it's like an eight, but instead of two loops, it's three. It's oh wow! It's almost like like Simpsons brass knuckles. Hmm. There you go. I was thinking it was a vertical infinity sign that uh, was ambitious. We're <laughs> going then, beyond infinity. We're going one and a half times infinity. And beside the dinosaur, we have what appears to be a a predator getting caught in a whirlpool. And above that, a uh, Turok is taking a shotgun to his own hammock. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking it was the veil of death from uh, the order of the Harry Potter, the fifth movie. But yeah, absolutely. It's a cup hammock tied between two tree two trees there. Like, damn it, that's the last time I fall out of this thing. Yeah, the Harry Potter scene is below where he's zapping the predator with a magic wand. Which <laughs> right. is producing a Harry Potter like lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. It's even got that zigzag bolt on Harry's uh, head. JK Rowling, I smell ripoff. Well, now we know what she was doing during the 90s when she was sort of scribbling this shit out. Yeah, starving. <laughs> anyway, moving on oh, to the next terrible, page. We've got terrible inserts on the next one where uh, 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 one guy is staring at what appears to be a uh, basically like if someone's like just took the blob and threw it against the wall and looked at it. That's what you'd be looking at. I I was thinking more like there's a little plant there and it's emitting just a nasty, gaseous odor. Like it just ripped a big one, basically. Oh, like hypnopollen or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the next one, uh, Turok is apparently going to a gay pride festival. Well, you know, takes all kinds of hunters. He's surrounded by purple triangles. Absolutely. 
Purple triangles then, uh, yeah. uh, attacking him out of uh, out of the dark night. It's pretty much yeah. all you could see: the purple triangles and a gun. And apparently, he's going to like one of those uh, hippy dippy day spas because now he's ready to take an algae bath <laughs> in the doors to adventure. Yeah, that, that reminds me. Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I were moving, and we were looking at various open houses. There was this one house that I swear had a pool that was exactly like that in their house. I mean, it was the most fucked up thing in the world. It was in their bathroom. Like a square hole with water in it? Yeah, basically. I mean, <laughs> they had their own fucked up. It was it was amazing. My wife looked at, I, at, Jet, at me as like, no. No, Ivan. No. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Anyway... I'd rather talk about uh, the Torok Tango and the little <laughs> hand puppet that it's uh, swimming through the water, I guess. I thought it was an otter. <laughs> it could be an otter. And then I realized, oh, he's holding a knife in his mouth? Oh, it's a hand. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 this does not look like a hand. <laughs> I, I, I swear, it, it looks like a, a hand puppet. You know, you got a little <laughs> black eye on the left side there. You got a little hair on the back. Either that or his member is just ready for action. Hello, yeah. I'm the knife puppet. My name is Tabitha. <laughs> yep, Turok takes to the water like a trout, except he can't stay underwater forever. You also got screenshots of climbing where uh, <laughs> it's either a waterfall in between some mountains or it's a valley with fog. <laughs> in either case, I'm not sure how that depicts climbing, but okay. Yeah, one of those things will be safe to fall into and the other one will be fatal. <laughs> you won't be climbing out of. And then a screenshot for running and walking just a bleak wilderness with a shotgun in front of him mm-hmm okay but that uh that looks amazing compared to the next page oh or- wow <laughs> we got the we got the Audubon society right here on this page oh man just uh oh, this, this is the Audubon society uh, uh glossary right here black background white slash yellow font and the shittiest, blurriest, darkest pictures that you can imagine. Only half of these screenshots are anywhere near recognizable. Oh, only half of them actually show something. The rest is silhouettes in darkness. Check out level 1-8. Can you tell me what that is? Well, that's a deer. <laughs> I, that's, no, that's one of the few visible ones. No, no, I, I, you can't be looking at the same... Oh, okay, oh you're not the leaper. The, the leaper, yes. <laughs> That is amazing. It is oh, yeah. so dark. There's a black background with a few splotches of color. Like, oh, wow. This is like if some if you just took someone with diarrhea, <laughs> parked them against a wall, and then took a close-up of the most uh, prominent area. Oh, God. The subterranean like- creatures move by jumping diagonally. Well, how could you tell? Yeah. Shoot them from a distance because yeah. you can't see them up close. But, it, but they're, they're hard to hit can. if they get they're hard to hit if they get close to you. Yeah, because they're they're indistinguishable. 
Yeah, I, I think that they uh, overcompensated. They got a, a zoom in feature and they just really tight up on the rectum. <laughs> oh, it man. turns out you can see this thing very well. Just don't stare into its anus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it looks even worse when you look straight down at the Dimetrodon. Nice, bright background. You can see the dinosaur-type creature with all the spikes on its back. I mean, it, it, Yeah, it, a green dinosaur on green grass, and you and can, you can act, still tell it out. That's right. You can still distinguish it. The only oh. thing you can't distinguish is what direction is it looking at. Yeah, that's right. Is it coming because or going? It, it seems to have heads on both sides. <laughs> you also can't quite tell what... Uh, what gun they're using there, but that's probably because they got the graphic in front of it. I do like Man. the flaming dinosaur, though, or the flaming skeleton, rather. It's supposed to be a demon in level 2-7, but it's like Skeletor. Oh, yeah. You know, just a, a var very zoomed-out version of Skeletor. They took the zoom-off feature for this one. Yeah, he's just like, I set myself on fire! <laughs> yeah! How can you hurt me when I'm already burning my fucking flesh off? What are you going to do now, Turok? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm burning so hot that if you shoot me, the bullets will just melt from the heat before they hit me. Well, okay, well, I guess I'll just let the fire take care of you then. Mm. Wait, what? I didn't think this through! <laughs> and then there's the Perlin, which uh, for level 1-6, um, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just like let's just make a shadow and call that the enemy and That's boom right. done it's like uh, what was it you, did you ever see Galaxy Quest Garignac the um, rock monster it looks like that but as you said you, you can't tell anything more than it's shape it is completely black oh man and then they got ancient warriors, which just look like Zulu warriors with, uh, like, bone makeup. Oh, this is too much. And moving on to the next page. <laughs> oh, great. Not just dinosaurs. Now you got cyborgs. Yeah, heavy cyborg. I love it. That is amazing. You got this incredibly low-res red cyborg with... One hand is an eyeball. The other hand is just a tooth. <laughs> I mean, it's like the shittiest you know, Autobot drawing from the player's pulse. <laughs> uh, and then we've got the Long Hunter, where um, all you see is the boss health bar, and that's it. There's... Like, it looks like it may be showing something, but it doesn't look distinguishable as anything. Yeah. Yeah, they, they took some more of these quality shots here. I, I, I love the mantis. The only reason I can tell it's an insect is because of the name. And the but wings. It, uh, yeah, the wings, You maybe you get that those are wings, but you sure as hell don't get anything else. Just looks like a brown and black blob that's... Vomiting yellow. 
And then there's the next one that looks like a brown rock vomiting laser. Yeah. The T-Rex, of course. <laughs> right. Because a T-Rex looks like a rock Brown turtle. rock vomit, vomiting laser. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Nobody's buying this game. Do it. <laughs> and then there's the campaigner, which is Turok's final challenge. Use the chrono scepter. Keep moving around the large area or pick up the tech arrows. Oh, that's what the plasma arrows. That's what the plasma bow is called. The tech arrows. Mm, of course. Tech with a K. The campaigner straight. rockets into the sky, then reappears suddenly. And basically, he's a... Uh, the, the final boss of this shitty game is just a regular from Mad Max. <laughs> Did you ever see Mortal Kombat 2, the live-action movie? I think I saw a bit of it. It begins with Johnny Cage just getting unceremoniously killed, right? Yeah, yeah, that one. I, I had the misfortune to watch that thing once. It had the most pathetic end action scene. I mean, just the entire movie was pathetic in and of itself. But the end action scene was like this... Cher Khan, supposed to be this badass, is picking on Liu Kang like this high school bully. I mean, just unbelievable. I, I, can't, I can't describe how lame it was. That's what this guy looks like. He's got the horn on his head. He's got what appear to be tits. <laughs> and wrestling shorts. I I don't know. Turok shouldn't have much trouble with this guy. Yeah, he's rocking some D's. Well, you know. He doesn't even look like he has, like... If it was just, like, a dude, it would be, like, a flesh-covered... Like, a monocolored, flesh-colored blob with like a barely drawn chest on it but no we, we've seen we've seen coverings on the chest maybe the campaigner is Torok's missus <laughs> final, final boss challenge. the old mother-in-law know what I'm saying huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? imagine that this game this game you think it's written by some young dude and it's written by like some schlocky sitcom writer from the 50s <laughs> final That's boss right. the old battle axe you know what I'm saying huh huh uh, you know what I'm talking about, right, fellas? Oh, man. <laughs> My kingdom for a pistol. Apparently, the <laughs> in this game, there's uh, nothing but screenshots of guns. They're lacking pistols. Pictures of level one on the next page. Someone hit a pistol in a watery cave. Which, you know, when you're dealing with a firearm, a damp environment <laughs> is the best place to store a comb a weapon whose primary function is precipitated with combustible explosions. Mm -hmm. I do like it. He's getting his first big gun, though. Going through puberty. The pistol is nice, but what you really want is a weapon that can damage heavy machinery. Like this uh, teeny little robot that is standing against a cliff face. I think it's a robot. I can't really tell. It's just vaguely humanoid. <laughs> wow, that's, that's awful. Oh, I can't take and too then, much more of this. Yeah, there's not much else. We got the gay pride parade in the tips in a uh, nutshell, where, again, you're surrounded by all the pink triangles trying to tell you to live your, live your best life and just be... 
Yeah, and uh, grab the old grenade launcher on page 17. And everything else just looks so fucking boring and dull, except for uh, the treetop <laughs> village, which is basically Dagobah, the nicer area of Dagobah slash Endor. And then you got John's favorite uh, section, the mini gun squeeze on page 18. <laughs> And its ability to spray lead all over the place. <laughs> Stop salivating and read on. <laughs> yeah, say it's softer uh, and get up to the hole. And get up to the hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've got a really big gun, you might think life will become easy. <laughs> now it'll uh. be hard. And then going forward, you uh, you face the Triceratops of Terror. You can circle them or play peekaboo from the canyon where you enter the desert area in front of the fortresses. Then you've got the bl- the blindingly bright backgrounds mm-hmm. where you face uh, frogs that shoot stun rings at you. It's and then still- roboskeletons. It's still better than that... Uh- Oh, fuck. I can never remember the name of it. What was that headgear that only had 12 games on it or something like that? <laughs> the Virtual Boy. The Virtual Boy. Thank you. I knew it was a V. The the final fortress. Many of the guards in the campaigner's lair wear door activators that switch on when the enemy is down. And you've got, a, a, for all the world, a Virtual Boy screenshot there. Just uh. orange background, a, a black something of an enemy with the black grid above him oh yeah it's like hey guess what now you're in tron suck it up we're almost done (laughs) next month power will spend some pages powering you up with in-depth life-saving torox strategies and maps don't you threaten me you motherfuckers (laughs) oh good we get more (laughs) there's more torox yeah i can't wait mike i quit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but not anymore and not anymore Ivan <laughs> that's right Mike will be covering uh, Torok next month oh man thank god it's over for now we're moving on to FIFA Soccer 64 oh gee I have no idea why this guy was complaining about bad CGI in the coverage <laughs> god there's a fucking monster on the field disguising itself like it's like this guy's possessed by a demon He's turning his... His neck is fucked up. It's like his his head is lurching beyond the capacity of his neck. Unless he's got a hunched back and a hunched neck. Yeah. The hunched neck of Notre Dame. Absolutely. I was just thinking that myself. Too. And he's turning at the camera showing his void of eye. He is mm. just completely black eyes. And no teeth either. He's got an open mouth smile. Like he's just like, I see you too. I will score on you. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't get any better in the next picture. Next picture, he's uh, doing a power slide on the field and he's still got (laughs) black eyes. (laughs) Yeah. The soulless demon soccer player. Oh, and then the next one is just a—it's just a copy paste of the first one, except they added some blur on it to make it look like he's moving. 
I have to hand it to, to them, though. If you actually look at the screenshots and ignore the giant demonic soulless uh, icon on the screen, the screenshots actually don't look half bad. Got yeah, pretty good graphics. Decent. Yeah, I mean, still N64 shit, but compared to the well, you got, the, the hunch you got neck to, of Notre Dame there. <laughs> on the first page words up in the upper right where it says like BC Cersen, it or 8C Cersen, whatever that is, it looks like the only way they could draw black people is just put up a shadow. <laughs> That's right, and then they still want to hide him behind the gigantic FIFA Soccer 64 graphic. Like, damn it, we gotta show black people. Oh, fuck <laughs> it, we'll just show him from the nose up. Oh, yeah, there is a silhouette for another guy who, again, has no eyes when you see him uh, two pages later on page 25. Well, what you actually can't see is that he's smiling. Gigantic, pearly white <laughs> teeth. You know, the only thing you can ever see in the face of a black man, but unfortunately, it's covered by the FIFA 64 logo. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, it's a sports game, and it looks not <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I'll give them credit. Uh, Mid-90s wasn't exactly the most woke period, and they're actually including a black man in, uh, in a soccer game. Ah. Uh. And then uh, the Mario Kart 64 time trials, where Mario is facing the ghosts of all the people he has run off the road fatally. <laughs> uh, he's looking over his shoulder like, damn it, I thought I got rid of them. They were eliminated. Why do you haunt them my dreams? <laughs> uh, ghost with the most. You've bumped Bowser off the GP circuit. Yeah, literally. And shown Mario that he shouldn't give up his day job. So what's the next challenge, you ask? If you've merely sampled the bumping, bashing thrills of the Mario GP, then you've only just begun to drive. Now you've got the time trials, racing against the clock and against the most tenacious, toughest driver you'll ever face. Your mother. <laughs> the old mother-in-law, know what I mean? <laughs> We'll help you push the performance envelope with the top tri trial tips for every course. Uh, mm. And then we got Princess Peach again vaping everywhere she goes. <laughs> Gotta love it. And they got a <sighs> time trial tips for the various tracks like the Luigi Raceway, the Moo Moo Farm, Koopa Troopa Beach, and... We've been through this a million times before. We don't really. It's need a to. racing game. It's a racing game. Choco Mountain, Mario Raceway, yada yada yada. But if you're a real Mario Kart diehard, you probably appreciated these handful of tips per level that uh, helped you increase your, well, decrease something. your racing time. Yeah, but there is something good. There, if you uh, if you do manage to nail these time trials, you can be entered to get a gold N64 controller. No, it's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, that would you be actually win. pretty sweet. They're giving out a thousand gold controllers, not available anywhere else. So get on the stick now and get your entry in by the May fifteenth deadline. 
God, that is one ugly game controller. How did they ever think that was a good idea? Well, I don't know. I guess that guy that was praising it in the power pulse is a mutant <laughs> with like a six digit. <laughs> That's right. But what, what he doesn't tell you is that like the controller fits his hand perfectly because his parents are related. That's right. He's a mutant for sure. He's got three hands. Ugh. Anyway, pretty good gold. And they've got a picture of the entry form. Place your photo of Mario Raceway here. The time trial must be under... A minute 30 to qualify. Oh, wow. They also offer phone cards with the whole five minutes of long-distance service. Uh, Very good. We should probably wrap this up. We're over an hour at this point. Yeah, so I guess we can just uh, wrap it up with the classified information, and then next episode we'll talk about Doom. All right, Mike, tell me about Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. Oh, wow. In just eight steps, you can (laughs) customize your teams. Uh, Fuck that. (laughs) Donkey Kong Country 3. Multiple cheats. You can start the game with 50 live, access a sound test. That seems to be like the go-to for for cheat codes. Accessing sound test, change character colors, activate extra hard mode. At at least the... the, um, the passwords here are pretty fucking good. Yeah, the, they're like tum- they're like Tumblr names, like harder with the with with the E dropped to activate the hard mode, and toughest to delete the star barrels. Yeah, T U F S T. Yeah, pretty good. A save, automatic save after each stage. That's pretty cool. Like you have to tell it to auto save. Oh my gosh. Water. 84, yeah. 85 bonus coins. If that was a feature, why didn't they fucking do it? Yeah, it's like you got to really know what you're doing in order to get a necessary convenience. <laughs> <sighs> oh, well. So they've also got codes for Cruising USA, Shadows of the Empire, Tetris, where you can skip ahead 10 stages. I've done that. Yeah. Wave Race 64 and NBA Hang Time. And we got to camp out for a minute on the photo on the left. The programmers' names will slowly appear on screen one after the other with this one code. Oh, my God. One guy. Oh, wow. There is a smorgasbord of things here. One, The guy on the bottom left is like Pugsley Adams. Yeah, with a prison black and white stripes going on there. Above him is like... The uh, the uncle of Che Guevara. <laughs> and next to him, Darth Sidious. <laughs> a Satanist next to it next a Satanist next to the priest that will challenge him. <laughs> I love it. But they're not pudgy, remember. Svelte, Svelte. Yeah. Boy, they sure know how to make a player feel small. You should really should have defeated all 28 NBA teams to see this. <laughs> wow, they even have like an anti-cheat in there. That's kind of fucking cool. Mm. Star Wars Return of the Jedi, Tetris Attack, Mortal Kombat Trilogy. And uh, tell me about Reverse Lightning. You got... um, <laughs> Wow. 
Uh, you got Raiden facing the wrong way, yet still managing to electrocute his opponent. From behind. Uh, I guess. Uh, well, it is a nice fake out, because if they're blocking their front, then they would have to turn around to block that attack, and this guy didn't. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at the passwords for Tetris attack. Oh, these are fucking terrible. <laughs> FP5D29J exclamation mark. <laughs> oh, and then like for 410, F3YJLJL exclamation mark six question mark. Yeah, just imagine some, come on, Tommy, get with the program. I'm only five. I don't even know what half of these things are. <laughs> well, FRP, what is that? Circle, well, you never dash, s- circle. Yep. That's a percentage you, sign, you dumb shit. You've never seen an ampersand, you little shit? <laughs> Where's the ampersand on this? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. They, they really wanted you to earn your features for Tetris Attack. Uh. Anyway, next episode, we will continue on with Doom 64. In the meantime, Mike... Why don't you tell us what you got going these days? I've got the Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike, where me and Sheldon talk about horror movies. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Our recent episodes include Terrifier, the killer clown movie, where we're joined by a uh, a killer clown actress named Courtney Akbar. Yeah, I heard that episode. She, did, she was good. I liked that episode very much. Uh, thank you. And then there's the... Well, it uh, wasn't you. It was her. <laughs> well, I, I did a good job getting her. Oh, right, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Tech Chatter, the tech discussion podcast with me and Rich Reader. And then Schlock Chatter, which has yet to be released because Rich is bad at getting these things <laughs> recorded and edited. Boy, and I, 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 I didn't think that I would be the second most uh, unprofessional person that you work with for podcasting oh you're the second most professional (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to work harder (laughs) and uh it seems oh yeah then there's also the taste test where uh ivan and i play old games and talk about them and sometimes brandon shows up that's right. It used to be Brandon's podcast, and then he's just like, all right, someone else is here? Good. Now I can lay some. Now I can slack off. Yeah, you know, he time. can fi- he can finally relax on the show. That's right. Yeah, he, he, he was working too hard. He, he needs a little bit more time to build that killer bong. Yeah, he couldn't find a way to do less work by not actually playing the fucking game and make me describe it to him <laughs> from start to end. Yeah. <laughs> He couldn't find a way to do less work than that. So he just decided to not show up. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get him on for uh, our next episode, Paperboy. That, that one doesn't really take too long to play. And it's a fun one to, to discuss. Uh, I got to get on that. It's been a busy week. Mm. All in good time. In any uh. case, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you again next time. In the meantime, you've I'm been, Ivan. And I'm Mike. And you've been playing. And you've been playing with power. power.
infotainment system. Now you're playing with power. Power.